You are listening to another edition of the Jesco Bike Podcast. I'm your host, TJ Jeskowitz from Ragbri, and I'm flying solo again because Mark Wyatt is getting ready to go on Ragbri. Now, this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it. There'll be tales from the Ragbri Nation and cycling from all over the world. But today, we're really going to focus just on one thing. We've got presidential candidate John Hickenlooper, former governor of Colorado, mayor of Denver for a stint, um, but also avid cyclist, avid outdoorsman, music buff. And as well, um, you know, just just an all-around good guy who's going to be in town to ride Ragbri real soon. He's been uh, kind of crisscrossing our state as well as doing some debates throughout the country. Um, So we had a chance to sit down with Governor Hickenlooper, just talk about cycling, talk about music, uh, talk about beer, which was one of his backgrounds, uh, some of the early brew pubs in our country, especially there in the Denver area. So I hope you enjoy the interview with Governor John Hickenlooper coming at you. Okay, this is TJ with the Just Go Bike Podcast, and my guest today is Governor John Hickenlooper. And how you doing today, Governor? TJ, I am on top of the world. We're going to talk about Ragbri, which is, you know, something I've been hearing about for years, and this year I, you know... Well, I get to, to, to be it, to see it. Well, I'm, I'm going to give you a little background first on, on Governor Wise in the state of Iowa so much because he happens to be running for president of the United <laughs> States. Give you a little background. He's been governor of, of Colorado, mayor of, of Denver. Um, but the reason why we asked him to come on this podcast is his passion of cycling and also another part of Ragbri that's really important. He's got a background as one of the first brew pubs, the first brew pub in the city of Denver, which is kind of the hotbed of, of brewing for sure. So uh, since he's got that background, figure we'd bring him in. And the first time I heard the name John Hickenlooper, I had a call from someone from your office saying, we really like what Ragbri does and we're trying to replicate something like that in the state of Colorado. And um, a little bit different than Ride the Rockies, which is a kind of an all-out, you know, a different style of riding, but more of a stop and smell the roses. And that became Pedal of the Plains. Yep. And uh, you want to tell the listeners a little bit about your your vision behind Pedal of the Plains? Sure. And I was this was back in 2010 when I was first running for governor. And I, you know, I didn't know this at the time, but I became the first Denver mayor in 120 years to get elected governor. Uh, And it was partly because as mayor, I'd reached out and tried to conserve water to make sure the farmers and ranchers would have more water in Colorado. And I guess no one had ever really built those bridges with the rural parts of the state. And as I was campaigning in that campaign, uh, I was struck. I was in a little town called Sterling, a couple, several thousand people, maybe five, maybe 8,000 people. And uh, interviewed somebody at a community college and had wonderful, I just kind of, really impressed by the school and they said well, you got to go down now it's you know it's it's tuesday night go down to the to the ball fields i go oh, the ball fields okay and then down in the park so they had four baseball fields with home plate all together and then all these bleachers and there must have been half half the city there <laughs> every all, all four diamonds were being played there were barbecue pits all up and down so people were with their family they were having this barbecue it was as warm and welcoming and idealist. I mean, it was like it was like heaven. And, and I came back saying, "Gosh, this is an hour and twenty minutes from Denver. If more people in Denver knew that this was existed, sure. they would come out and the accountants they'd start their little business out there because they could do most of it online, assuming you get you know broadband. 
And so I came back and I went to Dean Singleton, who was the publisher of the Denver Post. I said, Dean, I had this great idea. You know, if I get elected, I think we should we should start something kind of like Ragbri, because I'd heard about it when I was building a brew pub here. And I said something sort of like Ragbri, and and let people along the Front Range of Colorado, all the cities, see where their food comes from, and, and let them ride bicycles through this amazing rolling hills, beautiful landscapes on the Eastern Plains that most people from the city never see. So that's how that's where it, we, it was. Great start. It was, it was clear larceny okay. of stealing your guys' well, we, great we ideas. We steal ideas all the time. So <laughs> so it's funny. Uh, good friends of ours, Chandler Smith, uh, who did ride the Rockies, and uh, and the person that took over after Chandler, Renee Wheelock, they happen to be getting married next week. Oh, and I didn't so, know that. So the week of Ragbri, I'm like Chandler, who gets married the week of Ragbri? So, <laughs> so we wish them well. I know they they did a lot for cycling in, in the state of Colorado. Obviously, with Ride the Rockies, and then with Pedal the Plains, your vision for for stealing it from Ragbri. So, well, uh, and, and so they, a little they, insight for and you. And they both do it. Uh, I mean, the the uh, both Ride the Rockies and Pedal the Plains are kind of maintained by the Denver Post Foundation, so they raise money for charitable purposes. But the beauty for me is I always, you know, the the Ride the Rockies go up and down. In, in a given day, you will climb 4,000, 5,000 feet, sometimes twice, right? I mean, serious climbs, That's, long yeah. rides. I always said Pedal the Plains is the, is the bike tour for the rest of us. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There's a lot of weekend warriors that just want to go out and enjoy. And that's the stuff that we talk about on this podcast. We don't talk about, you know, how, how many grams is your bike. We talk about, um, you know, how many ounces is in that beer that we're going to stop for. <laughs> and so that's the, the whole emphasis of what we talk about, the social side of cycling. And that's really why Ragbri is, has been that, that leader in the field of getting people from all over the world. Because I think if everyone took that mentality of let's slow down, Let's enjoy life. It's not about how fast we can go, but how much fun we can have. And so that's kind of how how our events in the state of Iowa have really taken off. So, oh, and that's the, the beauty of that is it really has become uh, brew pubs. You know, we were the, we were the first brew pub in the Rocky Mountain West, and as more populated, and now they're over four hundred just just in Colorado, right? And as that as that became more popular, bicycling took off at almost the same curve. So they're now in Denver. When I was mayor of Denver, I worked with the suburbs. We now have a 1,000 miles of, of d- discrete bike trails, a 1,000 miles, just in Metro Denver. Fantastic. And, and people wonder why our economy is doing so well. You know, a big part of my whole presidential thing is, you know, getting more outdoor recreation, more bike trails, more ways for people to get active is not only healthier for everyone, but it also, those outdoor recreation guys – they don't want to be in big cities with their businesses. They want, you know, they usually have smaller businesses, maybe ten or fifty employees, sure. and they like to be in smaller towns. And for most good governors, we spend a big part of our day trying to figure out how do we push more economic activity into the rural parts of the state. Great. Well, I also noticed uh, the the other time I heard that name was at Interbike, and you came and presented uh, your vision. I think it was $100 million to say, let's put it into cycling infrastructure in the state of Colorado. And I think that was back in 2015, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, bold initiative. And I think every everyone in the room was like, oh, wow, we wish we had our governor that would come out and say, <laughs> let's dedicate $100 million to to cycling. But not only just the money, but but having the dedication of the state. And how, how did that work out as far as moving the needle, as far as making Colorado one of the best places in the nation to cycle? Well, 
I mean, we're not done yet, and we're still building it out, but it allowed us to focus on where do you get the, the greatest benefit, the most riders, uh, the most attractive and unique places. But we think within, I guess we're now within three years, you'll be able to arrive at Denver International Airport and ride a bike all the way to Aspen without having to ride it on the shoulder of a road anywhere. And so that means you're going along streams. And some of this, I mean, we had to raise a bunch of local money to match some of the state money, but some of these bike trails were costing us $600,000, $700,000 a mile. I mean, just really tricky to build, and yet they're through the most beautiful, pristine parts, these, these canyons that are breathtaking. Kind of, we build them on the side of the old rail bed, uh, railroad beds. Uh, again, we'll I've get ridden to, them before. They're fantastic. Yeah, we'll get to that point where, you know, Colorado and hopefully all over the country, places will be known by their, uh, you know, by, by their terrain and, and how much, how, uh, what kind of resources they've really put into creating world-class biking. And I saw some of the other promotional stuff. I uh, have good friends in Denver, and we've been there several times. We went to the Colorado Classic, met with your your bike czar several times, Ken, <laughs> Ken Gart. And uh, I said, Is Ken, I said, Ken, you got the best title in the business. I want the title czar after my name, like <laughs> Ragbri Czar. So if if I can steal that, I'm, and and I heard you dubbed him the uh, the bike czar. So so that's always well, a nice thing. When well, you, the other thing, no one ever talks about, but Ken Gart's family was very active in outdoor recreation. They had, uh, you know, guard sports. I mean, bicycles, ski equipment, all this stuff. They invented the Snea Grab, which is bargains spelled backwards. And they would have that in, in the end of August or beginning of September. Every year, you go buy your ski stuff early, and it was super inexpensive. Anyway, he, I've doubled his salary every year. He's been my bike star now for five years. And every year, so I started paying him a dollar a year. Then I paid him two. Then I paid him four. Then I paid him eight, and then when it got to sixteen, it kind of got out of hand. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, <laughs> that that's a bargain right there. I'm guessing for for someone like Ken to be involved. So, but seeing that level, and then I just saw with the Colorado Classic the the impact of women cycling on that event. I mean, just just doing some great things in the city. Um, the other thing I, I noticed. Do, do your hearers, your listeners know that? I mean, so they're gonna. It's gonna be all women. Oh yeah. I mean, they've we already talk, heard we, that. We we touted the horn, say, you know what, what a what a great stand. And I remember talking to Ken just just before that announcement. And he said, "This is this is what we're gonna roll out." And you know, just hats off. I mean, we've got a, a strong women base of cycling here, um, but to to just go out and just say, you know what, we're gonna dedicate this event and make it you know, strictly women. And there's been a lot of talk about equality in women, and especially in sports, just these last couple of sure. weeks with, with soccer and different things like that. Here it is. Just Let's just say we're going we're gonna to back this 100% by saying this is going to be a women's focus event. So hats off to you. Yeah, that's well, and Ken and his partners have just done a, a great job on that. They first came to me and asked if I'd help them create this as a almost a tourism event that would attract people but we really wanted it to be a statement about what Colorado is and what the world should look like. And this this year, when they came to me and said they wanted to make it all women, uh, you know, it didn't take a lot of more than a moment just to say, "Gosh, what a great idea!" That's sure. exactly right. Sure. Uh, I'll give you another tip of the cap. Uh, Denver's B Cycle, one of the leaders in the country, getting into a major city with a bike sharing program and looking at how things have taken off throughout the country. I believe Denver was one of the first, if not the first, <laughs> to have bike sharing at at a wide scale level. We were the first. To, we took when we did the the National Democratic Convention in two thousand four. 
Uh, I had to go out and raise all the money. That was the worst. I had to raise $57 million. But in the end, we, we were so frugal and cut costs, we ended up with several million dollars left. And we used a million dollars to create B-Cycle. And we actually, the, the original principles, the different partners that came together to create that bike sharing, but I mean, not just the intellectual idea of how to create a bike sharing organization, but also who gave us the bikes and did we work with Trek and, and how do you put those parts together? That all happened in Denver. And, yeah. and again, as always, Ken Gart was involved. <laughs> okay. Well, if you were to come up with Uber at that time, we, we probably wouldn't be talking right now. You'd be uh, on some Caribbean island or something like that or, or skiing, you know, all, all year round. Probably and, talking to litigators. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that we're getting off to- topic here. Uh, let's talk about Ragbri. So this this will be your first uh, First time riding. Yeah. So well, you've been hearing about it for a long time, right? I, yep. And, and I, you know, I bought my first good bicycle when i was uh just home after my freshman year in college and one of my neighbors had his dad was a, a banker and they had closed down on a bike importer so i bought a bike an italian bike called a Frasius, and it was a reynolds 531 double butted aluminum it had all campagnolo cranks and pedals and hubs all this stuff which i didn't understand yep. what did i know but it was cheap it was 150 bucks and it's normally like a 700 dollars bike bicycle or something so you know, they were just selling a few one-offs of this big bulk that they had, they had foreclosed on. So I got this bike. I still have it. And I discovered, as many people have, that when you're riding a bicycle through a landscape, uh, and I rode one summer from with my brother-in-law from Putney, Vermont, up and down over these – in New England, there are lots of little short hills sure. and, and, and deep valleys. But I rode from there to Sandwich, New Hampshire. So it was about 120 miles in a day. And we got up at 6 o'clock in the morning <clears> – <throat> And I can I will never forget at six thirty the sun's just coming up and the smell the humidity you know, the moisture in the air uh, seeing the the whole countryside beginning to wake up and it's different to ride a bicycle through than it is to to drive a car or Absolutely. to walk it's just a completely different experience uh, and I became that trip uh, in the summer of of 1972. Sold me. I mean, I've been a, a, a biker for, for the rest of my life. Well, it's funny. Ragbri started the next year. And so we've been going at it for 47 years. That's and amazing. you haven't had time. Now you're running for president and you find time <laughs> to do Ragbri. I, I don't get that. It's symbolic. Your priorities are, are great this year. It's Well, you know, when I was opening, you know, I had, for uh, a number of years I came here, oh, my gosh, almost every month because we had a brew pub here. We had the uh, Raccoon, Raccoon sure. River Brewing Company. And I heard about Ragbri all the time. But then I was building this company, and I, and I really didn't have the time. Uh, I just couldn't. But, boy, did I hear all the stories and people talk about the parties and, you know, the bands that are playing and Colorado bands. You know, the, I always have been a huge supporter of music as well as, as craft beer and as well as biking. Uh, beer, bikes, and bands is a part of what the economic miracle in Colorado has been about. Uh, obviously, more than that as well. I've got to get rid of red tape and bureaucracy and access to capital. But bikes, beers, and band covers an awful lot of fun. And I love how often in Ragbri they have Colorado bands coming or the headliner for that kind of mid-ride uh, party they put yeah. out. So this year, no no different. One of the big nights that we have is in Indianola on Tuesday. We have a good Colorado band right out of Boulder, Big Head Todd and the Monsters. Yep. And I heard you have a little background with well, those know, guys. I've known those guys for when above my brew pub in Denver, we had a big pool hall up on the second floor we put up in there in 1992. And when those guys were just... Um, come just getting famous, right? When 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 Todd Parkmore wrote "Bittersweet," which became their, sure. the, 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 I mean, to this day, an anthem that everybody knows. Uh, they 
would come and hang out and playing pool when they weren't on the road. And back in those days, and I knew them all, and they all they really wanted to do was make sure they could keep playing music. They didn't really believe they were going to have a career. And now, of course, they've been playing music for almost 30 years, more than 30 years, I guess you'd say almost, uh, from when they first started. And, you know, they've got real careers. And coming to play Ragbri, I'm going to, you know, tune up my banjo. I might have to go out and do a song <laughs> with them. I don't know. So have you ever had a chance to play with them before? No, I, I, they played. They, they donated a, a, a concert when I first ran for, uh, they knew me as mayor, and then when I ran for governor, uh, they came out. And, and actually, it was at Ken Gart's mother's house. We built a stage in her backyard. We had about room for 100 people, and, and Big Hit Todd and the Monsters played, and the Fray played. Those oh, are our, wow. Those are our two bands. Mm-hmm. And you know, part of my plan on the, for the campaign is I want to try and get some of these musicians to come back and campaign with me, and then we'll do like a little pop-up concert in the, uh, you know, in, in the parking lot of some brew pub and just kind of work our way across Iowa that way. That's, I think that's a, that's a, neat idea. a, a more unique approach to campaigning, I think. Yeah, we've we've got a few nice brew pubs. Um, so those those apple seeds of that were planted in places like the San Diego's and Denver's of the world, all of a sudden reached Iowa, and we all of a sudden went from one or two like the Raccoon River, who's unfortunately no longer in existence. Ahead of its time. Now there's over a hundred that are that are populating all all in areas. I mean, really good ones. I mean, obviously uh, we worked this year with Big Grove Brewery over in Iowa City, who put out Tailwind Ale. It's a golden ale right out of uh, right out of the you know just goodness right there, Solon and and Iowa City. They've been doing good beers for a long time, but but they came to us and said we'd love to do a an, a special ragbri beer. So so having the rat on the can, which you can have that one, you can test it. I'll and tell see you, how. it looks pretty good, I, and I love the 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 colors of the uh, that you've got this year. It's spectacular. Good. Well, and and we've got a jersey for you too, made made by a good Denver company, Primal. Oh, I know, and, uh, I know those guys, of course. Yeah, yeah. So they've been our manufacturer of jerseys for about about a dozen years or so. And Dave Edwards and his group, uh, they'll be riding on Rag Bryce. If you happen to run into a few Primal people, you'll feel kind of at home there. I'm sure uh, we'll run to them along the way. I'm sure there are a bunch of people. You know, I'm amazed by how many people in Iowa have a family member who live in Colorado or a close friend and, and vice versa. People in Colorado that got family members that, that uh, either moved home to Iowa or just came to Iowa because they wanted to, they had an opportunity. And I think in a funny way, we're kind of sister states. I haven't figured out how to use that politically yet, but yeah. I'm going to work on it. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> well, you've enjoyed your, your visits throughout Iowa. You've probably been to a few places you never thought you'd be in your life. And uh, I noticed you have a, kind of a flair that you'll pop into a, a brew pub every once in a while. So you have a few favorites that you've visited? Well, you know, the, the, it's like asking a, a mother, you know, which of their children is their favorite. There's just no winning. It's so, so funny because I use that same line when they say, what's the best ragbri town you've ever had? <laughs> exactly. I use the same analogy, <laughs> and it's so funny that you mention that. And yeah. it, it's it's a home run. It, it, uh, and the, the, the I will say that the quality of brew pubs and, and craft breweries in, in Iowa is spectacular. And it, it, it makes sense because – you know, making beer the old-fashioned way with no additives, no preservatives, uh, what the Germans call Reinheitsbegot, that deserves that 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 genesis is is rural and 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 really agricultural in nature. In other words, uh, hops, barley, water, and yeast. That's all you should put in. That's all that's in this Tailwind Gold Nail. Uh, those four ingredients, and it makes sense if you're in a really 
a place with a strong agricultural history and a strong culture around where your food comes from, of course you're going to make great beer. Beer, people don't understand this, but unlike wine, beer doesn't improve with age. Beer is food. Yeah. It needs to be consumed when it's fresh. There you go. There you go. Well, we have uh, that that element quite a bit on Ragbri. Responsible. Of course. But, you know, people pull off, you you ride 10 miles, you, you sit under an oak tree and you, you know, have a cold beer, um, brewed by probably one of those 99 uh, craft beer vendors in our state. So if you're out there, you're going to have to pull into either a craft beer stand or or one of those places like Coming Tap that'll have, you know, just an amazing assortment of, of libations. And uh, But it's all good, clean fun. People ride 10 miles, sweat a little bit, got to put that stuff back in, eat some cherry pie or, <laughs> or a pork chop, and uh, hey, little by little, they get their way across the state. Well, what I've always said about craft beer is, and when I first saw, I saw a brew, I got laid off as a geologist back in 1986. I mean, I thought I'd be a geologist forever, and there was just a big rut, a big depression in commodity prices, and we all, all the companies got sold, we all got laid off, and the amazing thing to me was, I saw a brew up in California, and I said, oh my gosh, I would go out of my way and pay an extra 50 cents for a beer that's not so fizzy, it's got more flavor, uh, I, I'd go out, I, maybe I should think about doing this. And that's really the, the secret to craft beer. I, I call it the Haagen-Dazs concept because it, you know, people will pay that extra piece of, and 50 cents or a dollar per beer if they can perceive the quality, just like they did when Haagen-Dazs first came out as a premium ice cream. And to a certain extent, if you pay more for your beer, it makes sense you'll drink less. And I think that's part of what craft beer also, drink less beer, but you know, drink higher quality beer and enjoy it more. Yep. Well, good. Well, thank you for bringing some of your craft over to <laughs> Iowa long ago. I, I figured you had some kind of Iowa ties here. Well, and, you know, my, uh, my, my grandfather's first cousin was a guy named Burke Hickenlooper, uh, who was lieutenant governor, governor, and until 1970, U.S. senator from Iowa. Oh. So, so the Hickenlooper name. If you're over sixty years and years old in Iowa, chances are you still remember the name Hickenlooper. Okay. Well, anyone that has more letters in their name than I do, I thought <laughs> Jeskowitz was long with ten. So Hickenlooper is a, a good dozen, probably, yeah, and, and then some. So uh, it's hard to get the name on the back of your jersey. So, so uh, you know what what we've been through all our lives when when our kids can't get their jerseys. So. <laughs> Well, good. Well, I look forward to seeing you on Ragbri. Um, I, I do want to ask you this. I mean, we try to say non-political on on this show. We sure. we never talk politics. Actually, we talk about you know the fun side of cycling. Um, but since you had such uh, good cycling initiatives through your your terms as mayor and governor, um, what type of cycling initiatives would you see being pushed on the federal level if there was a Hickenlooper administration? Well, I think it, and it ties into all outdoor recreation, but I think if you look at health, the, the single greatest effort we could make to reduce the inflation of our healthcare costs is to get people more active, especially our kids. And biking is probably the single most accessible way to do that. So I would promote what, just what we did in Colorado, making sure that there are safe routes to school for kids to ride their bikes to school, make sure that there's a crossing if it's a busy street, but otherwise there are bike, bike lanes uh, that they can ride to school on, making sure that there are incentives for more biking, not just in the rural areas, but in, in everywhere. Get, and more, more things like Ragbri or Pedal the Plains where we create opportunities for people in cities to go out and tour rural areas on bikes. It's healthier. It's great for the rural economies. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an injection of cash uh, into those economies. And it's something that people want to go on bike rides all over the country, right? Now, maybe in Mississippi, you're not going to go in August, right? But in the spring and the fall and even the winter, 
beautiful time to go down to Natchez Trace and, and all that in Mississippi. So uh, Exactly. But not in August. <laughs> <laughs> not in August. But anyway, I think that, that bicycling has the opportunity to be a major ingredient in our in our efforts to you know make this country healthier and more active. Well, great. Well, anyone that's talking about promotion of cycling, making it safer for our children or, or just anyone to ride a bicycle. I mean, we, we put our lives on the on the road a lot of times. Uh, anytime you've been buzzed by a car or, you know, you think about, you know, would I really want my 10-year-old to be out on that same situation? Um, so anything to do uh, with, with promotion of cycling or making cy- cycling safer in our country, we're all behind. And I don't think anyone, no matter if you're an R or D, can argue it's, with that. It's not partisan. I mean, and that's to me, uh, cycling is is part of that greater initiative that we should all support, which is how do we put joy back in our lives? How do we make sure that family and friends, you know, we find opportunities to really appreciate our relationships with the people that we love? And cycling is just great at that. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, enjoy your time in Iowa. I know you got some busy uh, debates coming up, and it uh, uh-huh. looks like your calendar's pretty full. Uh, <laughs> thank you for coming and uh, spending a day or two on RAGBRAI with us. Um, you know, say hello to your, your friend, uh, Todd Parkmore. Hopefully, he's going to give us a good show. He'll and, be awesome. Uh, he, he is live, one of the best acts you'll ever see. I mean, those guys kill it every time all right and if you if you break out the banjo i'm gonna look forward to hearing i'm not sure what's your go-to song if someone says hey uh governor we got a banjo here uh what's your what's your go-to song you know if if i and i've been so busy i haven't had a chance to call the the band or even or todd or the the band members but i think in in, you're in iowa you almost have to do this land is your land right i mean that's just kind of something wrong with that feels like iowa Sounds good. Well, I wish you all the best, Governor, on the campaign trail, and uh, we'll be seeing you on the Ragbri Trail real soon. I'll see you in Ragbri. I look forward to it. Thanks. Okay, we've come to the end of another edition of the Just Go Bike Podcast. Hope you enjoyed that interview with Governor Hickenlooper. Uh, thank you, Governor, for coming in. Hope you are enjoying Ragbri because by this point, uh, you're about ready to embark on the best bike ride in the entire world. And I think all 20,000 people will agree that they're they're really uh, enjoying Ragbri this year because we've got some dynamite down. So uh, this podcast couldn't be possible without three different entities. Think Iowa City. And it's curious surrounding communities. You got to experience Think Iowa City just, just the other week with, with Big Rove. But they also have some other great events and great cycling in that area. Also, Primal Wear. And you'll see Primal on, on Ragbri. They'll have a booth every night. Uh, go check out. They make some great custom items. Also, the Ragbri jersey is, is produced by Primal Wear. And last but not least would be Bikes to You at a Grinnell. Greg and April Cooper have owned that for, for many, many years. They're always fixing bikes on Ragbri and also has uh, just one of the best charters out there on Ragbri. So thank you for those sponsors for supporting this podcast. All right. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you're tuning in each and every week. Make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get your, your podcast from. We're going to come at you. We're going to take the week off of Ragbri. Uh, no one's going to be listening to a podcast. There's no need to have headphones in during Ragbri. Go out and enjoy it. Have a safe and enjoyable Ragbri.
Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. For more information, check out JustGoBike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer.